I know Pastor Paula has begun doing her weekly devotions in a series on a related topic. As usual, she is getting creative again as we look at the possibility of settling in for the long haul in this pandemic. And while I was very jealous of her creative idea, (laughs) I hadn't intended to join her in a series, but I got a call from a former youth the other day asking if I ever had doubts about God. Big question. Well, not surprisingly, this conversation centered around COVID and suffering and got to that age-old question of why suffering happens at all, why God allows it. So I thought I might address that question, and in looking at just one resource, I knew I couldn't do that in a single daily devotion. So for the next month, I want to look at our suffering from four related perspectives. Free will, groaning with God, joining with Jesus, and taking action. Now, before I begin, I must also preface this with something Pastor Paula has mentioned to me in the past, and that is we often hear this questioning of God more from we who are in the relative comfort of a third of the world, and less from the two-thirds of the world who experience poverty, hunger, war, and vulnerability many of us can hardly imagine. Now, that may seem ironic, but I'll get to that more in the coming weeks. In addition to mostly listening, much of my conversation with that young adult who called me around this question centered around the notion of free will. And this may seem like the more academic devotion of the four we're going to do, but that's kind of how my brain works to wrap itself around these big questions. I have to kind of explain it to figure it out, for better or for worse. Galatians 5, 13 to 15 says, For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become slaves to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. Now, Paul is talking about freedom from the law this gift of freedom in Christ. But I think this passage also speaks to the consequences of our free will in a more general sense. I mean, why does Paul have to say things about self-indulgence and devouring one another if we do not have the freedom to choose such evil things? I once heard a pastor by the name of Nadia Boltz Weber say that it was the Lutheran church who told her the truth about herself as a saint and a sinner that she had enormous capacity for care and concern for herself and others, and that she had enormous capacity for destruction of herself and others, all at the same time. Much of the suffering we experience comes from our own hand. Even the devastation of Hurricane Katrina was magnified by human manipulation of wetlands and forests, and the most massive flooding was caused by a barge left where it shouldn't have been. God didn't leave it there humans did. But why do we have this free will? Why this potential to do such harm to one another? Like things like a holocaust or things like a war or things even just hurting our neighbor. Why didn't God just make us without that part? Well, when I think about this, I remember a sermon by Pastor Bill pondering whether or not he would give a potion to his daughters if it would make them perfectly loving and obedient to everything he and his wife asked of them. I think he gave that sermon when they were both in high school or high school and middle school. He said it would be tempting, but ultimately he said, no, he wouldn't do that because their obedience and love 
their loving responses wouldn't be real. So too, if God keeps us on puppet strings, controlling every aspect of our lives, is our response to God real? Is our love for God real? The potential to turn away from God and God's life-giving will for our lives seems like it must be there in order for our loving response to God, our following of Jesus as disciples, to be authentic. But what about suffering that doesn't have a clear or even hidden human cause, like natural disasters? Here again, I would point to a sort of free will beyond the human realm. This is stretching it a bit, but bear with me for a minute. Without water, there is no life on earth. But water and wind can combine with terrible consequences. Without bacteria, we cannot survive, and yet microscopic enemies seem to be the greatest threat to our health. A wild animal is beautiful and powerful, but it can also be dangerous and deadly. The natural world is a gift of life and beauty, and yet it is mysterious and untamed. Now, I'm not suggesting that water and wind decide to cause a storm that sinks a ship, or that all the viruses got together and came up with the idea of COVID-19. What I am saying is there is incredible potential built into the very fabric of this amazing world. But it isn't just potential for life. Add to that our general arrogance about how much control we have over the natural world, and we can seem shocked when its power overwhelms our own. But much like us, life and destruction are found in the same body. This is worthy of a much larger exploration, and honestly, it is still a mystery to me in many parts. But I hope this perspective or this thought might be a little bit helpful. I'm happy to talk more if you have thoughts or questions, but I need to squeeze one more thought in here. In the midst of all of this potential and uncertainty in the human and natural world, God holds us with a particular and repeated promise. In fact, perhaps this is why God holds us with these particular and repeated promises, that the future of a suffering people is filled with hope, that God is at work for the good of those who believe, and that nothing will separate us from God's love. And sometimes, when our comforts and our assumptions are stripped away by hardship or suffering, we can see these promises more clearly and perhaps hold on to them more dearly.